Hey, this is Erica Blocker, the CEO of Moms of Dreams University and host of the Moms of Dreams podcast. And you are listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. This is Amy J, and you are listening to episode 102 of Chasing Dreams. I'm going to say that again, 102. Guys, that's crazy to me. At some point, that will stop being amazing, but it's not today. In fact, it's so amazing, I brought an amazing person on to talk about it. Someone who knows what it's like to be in triple digits of podcast episodes. In fact, she, she hit it just shortly after before I did. Her name is Erica Blocker. She is my friend. She is a best-selling author, educator, success strategist, CEO of Moms with Dreams University. She's an inspirational speaker and host of the Moms with Dreams podcast. Erica teaches women how to pursue their passion, discover their purpose, and do what they love in the midst of a busy life, motherhood, and career without feeling guilty or selfish. She believes that you can create anything you want in your life when you know what you want and are willing to go after it. Her mantra, which I love, is reclaim your dream, do what you love, make a difference. That's great, right? So powerful. And she is here today after a busy day and busy things that she has going off. And after celebrating 100 episodes, Erica, welcome to the show and congratulations on hitting 100 episodes of the Moms with Dreams podcast episode. Hi, Amy. Thank you so, so much. This is an honor. I'm so excited to be here. I love your show. I love that it's all about dreamers. And this is great. I'm really excited for you, too, for hitting the 100 mark. Congratulations. Thank you. We actually met, of course, at Joe Pardo, who's, you know, another dreamer. Joe's uh, MapCon, I believe. Mm -hmm. But we reconnected at his DreamCon that just recently occurred and reconnected with each other and I was like how did we not do this already and (laughs) definitely had to rectify that and have you on the show because you're doing an amazing thing how long has it been since you launched your podcast I launched my pod it's been a little over two years it was May 18th or something like that uh 2015 that I launched it so congratulations that you've been doing it for two years did moms with dreams university come first or the podcast That's a great question, Amy. So Moms with Dreams University actually came first. I launched that in September of 2014, and the podcast was launched in May of 2015. And the podcast was really an extension. It was kind of like me making the decision to step out there and really put Moms with Dreams on a bigger platform than I had ever done before. And um, because it started off as a meetup group that I had locally with some women 
that I just wanted to get more firsthand knowledge and conversation about the issues that moms were struggling with so that I could become a better coach and really know, you know, how to tie into those challenges and solve them. So that's kind of where it started. It started as a meetup group locally here in New Jersey. And then I took it to Facebook, made it a Facebook group. And then I was like, you know what? I was doing an internet radio show for like a year. Oh, it wow. was a live, yeah, it was live radio. And I liked it, but I didn't like the idea of having to be live every week. So, mm -hmm. you know, there was no flexibility. It was every Wednesday evening at the same time. And I had to show up. My guests had to show up. And I felt like if I did a podcast, I'd have more flexibility, more freedom, and more ownership of my show. So that's kind of what, what I did when my one-year contract ended with the internet radio station that I was with, I transitioned into my podcast. Well, and, and clearly it's doing well. Let me ask you, how many people were in your original meetup, would you say? I would say there were, I think, 25 of us at one point. Okay. And how many would you say are in your Facebook group today? I just closed my Facebook group because I'm changing it, but I had over 300 women in the group once, um, when like a, a few months ago before I shut it down. That's amazing. So you've gone from 25 to over 300. And I have no doubt that if you had continued, it probably would only have grown because mm -hmm. of how many people you're helping. And so it's interesting to me, Did how did this come about, Moms with Dreams? Did you feel that you weren't going after what you loved after you became yeah, a mom? That's such a great question, Amy. So I became a mom at 17. So I never really had an opportunity to live my life or to do what I wanted to do. I was always, I'm, I've always been very ambitious, a high achiever, all of that stuff. But I always felt like I was working around my role as a mother. And I was fine with that because, you know, my kids come first sure. and that's fine. But when I, I, um, I got, I went through a really bad divorce and that's when I realized, oh my gosh, I had totally lost my sense of self and I didn't know anything about Erica anymore. I lost touch with the things that I wanted to do with my life. And I just, I was so entrenched in the role of mother and wife. And then, you know, when that stripped away from me, when I was no longer someone's wife, I said, well, now what are you going to do, Erica? What do you what do you want to do with your life? What's you know, it's your this is your second chance to start over, to rewrite your story and to go out there and do what you want to do. So that was kind of like the beginning of my reconnection with me. And then as I went through my process of, of read self-discovery, I like to call it, and reconnection with myself, I started to realize that there were other women who we're going through the same thing. And so in June of 2014, I wrote my first best-selling book. It's called Motherhood Dreams and Success. You can have it all. And it was a compilation book with me and 29 other women from across the world. And we basically told a story. And that's when I realized, wow, this thing is bigger than I thought. There are women out there who have dreams and goals and ambition, but they also feel they feel challenged by, you know, the balance of being a mother and not feeling like they should be that they're not feeling selfish or guilty for wanting to do those things. So that's kind of how it all started. And not only did you did you write that book, but you've used it, it seems, as inspiration for what you, mm -hmm. you continue to do. And I'm curious, have you as a mom, have your kids said anything about what you're doing? 
kind of and then no because they're like they're, <laughs> <laughs> they think it's cool but then they're kind of like yeah whatever because they're teenagers and they're just like been watching me do this for so long so it's just kind of like yeah this is what mommy does but they think it's cool that I have a podcast and that I'm like speaking and doing things and helping women. So, but they don't really, you know what? There was a one, there was one time, Amy, I must share this story. It's, it's pretty funny that, um, a couple of maybe last year, my youngest son, Eric was struggling in math Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh man, if I had more time to devote to him, helping him study and practice, then maybe he would be doing better in school. So. Hence your guilt. Exactly. Hence my guilt. And this, that internal struggle, right? The right. feeling of, oh, should I be doing this or should I be focusing on my kids? So I sat all four of them down at the dining room table and I was like, okay, guys, I'm going to quit my business. I'm going to stop doing everything so that I can focus and be more attentive to Eric and help him get you know, his grades up in math. Wow. Really? Yes. And it was so funny because I was I was expecting them to be like, okay, mom, that sounds great. Yeah. Like they were going to be excited. Right. And it was the total opposite. They said to me, oh, absolutely not, mom. You're not quitting. What about all the moms with dreams who believe in you, who you've inspired? And you're not going to blame us for you not following (laughs) your dreams. (laughs) It was so funny. Actually, you know what? That's that's an interesting thing that your kids pointed out in your in your conversations with these other moms, your fellow moms and just in writing your books and in talking with them, having these conversations, is that a common theme that kids are afraid that they'll be blamed for not, for the mom or or dad not chasing their dream? I don't know. To be honest, I've never heard any other mothers say that, but I know that we tend to use our children as excuses sometimes for not going after our dreams. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that we should be more conscious of and realize that our kids, they understand more than we think. And if we can sit them down and say, hey, listen, guys, you know, mommy's doing this because it's going to make our lives better. It's going to make, you know, it's going to help us. It's going to help other people and give them, you know, let them in and give them an opportunity to support it or at least know what you're doing and understand that this is the time I have to dedicate to my my dream or my business or my project or whatever it is, but then also know that they'll have special time with you as well. So it's really about being open, honest, having that communication, and then also sharing, you know, delegating your time so that you're not always working or you're not always away from your family and you feel like you're sacrificing or they feel like they don't have any time with you because you're always doing something with your business or your dream. Now, was this your dream, what you're doing today? Or was there you know, in young Erica's life, a different dream that you may have gone ahead and accomplished and now you're on to something else or that still has to be fulfilled? I mean, what was it before and what is it now? So it's funny because as I mentioned earlier, I had my first son as a teenager. Mm-hmm. I was 17, a senior in high school. And I remember sitting down with my parents and like being super scared, telling them that I was pregnant and watching my dad sit across the table from me and cry for the first time that I could ever remember. And he said, you know, his thing was, well, Erica, how are you going to finish school? Because I was on track to get like scholarships and go to all these different universities I had been accepted to. And so now that all of that had been changed when, you know, when I became pregnant and I don't know what it was, Amy, I really, to this day, I can't really explain it, but 
some somewhere deep down inside of me, I said, I'm still going to do all those things. I'm still going to go to college. I'm still going to be successful. And one day I'm going to speak to teenage moms. This is what this was my vision at 17, that I would speak to teenage moms and encourage them and let them know that just because you have a child, your life is not over and that you can still accomplish everything you wanted to accomplish in life. So that was my 17 year old vision. But I thought that I was going to go to college, become an attorney. And then that kind of changed. I fell in love with psychology. So I started studying psychology and now I'm working on my PhD in psych. I have a master's in psychology and I'm, I'm using my training to coach women. So the, the, the short answer to your question is it wasn't my, like, it wasn't the dream in the forefront of my mind, Sure. but it was something that was, I guess, planted there years ago. And it's kind of just had a chance to manifest and, and now it's, I'm living it and I love it. So for all the moms that are listening, what are some tips and tricks that they could use in balancing uh, life as a mom, you know, uh, the activities after school, the lunches, the homework and all that, plus them trying to do something for themselves? Oh, that's a lovely question. I love this one because it's so it's so fun. Like, so total transparency here. I struggled with balance for so long okay. because... Um, you know, I'm just like one of those, I want to do everything right. I want to be perfect. I want to sure. be great at yeah. this. So I tried to be the perfect mom, the perfect wife. And then I realized that I was, I totally had depleted my own resources, had nothing left for myself. And I had to grow to a point where I real, realized that if I'm empty, I have nothing left to give. And as much as I want to be everything to my children and to my family, I have to take care of myself first. So one of the things that I always teach my clients and when I'm speaking to women, I encourage them to do is to focus on self-care, to make your self-care your priority and to delegate time for yourself first so that you can be replenished, that you can have you know, the healthy mindset that you need and you're not feeling resentful because you have so many things to do and really carving out time for yourself each week. And if that means just coming home and sitting in the in the room quietly for 20 minutes before you transition into cooking dinner and helping the kids with homework, then do that. But really, you know, making it a, a priority and putting that on your calendar, just like you would an appointment for your children or something else that's important, making it a priority. Self-care is like the number one thing. And even though you might think you don't have time for it, I promise you that you do. Once you realize, you know, this is one thing that I've learned as well, is that we make time for the things that are important to us. Mm -hmm. So if we're spending a lot of time wasting it on social media, watching TV shows that aren't getting us closer to our dreams and our goals, then that may be um, a wake up call for you to, to look to reallocate your time, to look at how you're spending your time each week. So I, I'm really I am a proponent of time blocks where you take a look at your schedule and you track how you're spending your time from the from the moment you wake up in the morning until when you go to sleep at night and do that for a full seven days. And then you'll find in your day somewhere, you'll find open time blocks where you're either surfing the internet, doing something that's non-productive. Maybe you're, I don't know, you're doing other things that you could eliminate and replace with productive activities. And that could be the time where you dedicate to your business or your dream. It doesn't have to be hours each day. It doesn't even have to be hours each week. If all you have is one hour each week, then make that the most productive hour of your week. 
And I also encourage women to get their family involved and let them know what they're doing. You know, try to blend your family somehow into your dream. If your children are old enough, of course, if they're babies, that's not going to work. But, you know, age appropriate activities always work. The kids can help out in some area or they can, you know, let them know mommy's busy. I'll be busy, you know, doing this, you guys color or finish your homework. And then you go off and do whatever you have to do in the next room or whatever, and then reward them and say, hey, you know, guys, you were really good. Let's go out to dinner as a celebration or let's have a special dessert or something or whatever it is. But try to incorporate your children and your family into what you're doing so they don't feel like you're prioritizing your business or your dreams over them. What's interesting is I I love that. But what I also love is that can be applied to everyone. We were, we were just talking um, offline about a mutual friend and how self-care is important for for everyone. I mean, I think it's something that mm-hmm. we all kind of put to the side because, you know, it's just us it can make it through. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you hear about it, someone else going through something where they're not feeling well, for example, because they're overrun and exhausted, um, you know, then you're like, hey, you need to take care of yourself. But if I flip Absolutely. it, right, you flip it mm-hmm. and you're like, what about you? Right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we, we're so busy in this this lifestyle and we have so many things to do. It's just like we feel like if we take a break, we're going to miss out or we're going to fall behind. And really, you're mm-hmm. not because whatever it is that you have to do will still be there when you wake up from your nap or when you go for a run or you go for a walk or whatever you do to replenish yourself. It's so important because if you don't take care of your body, your body will let you know. It'll stop you, right? So if we if we don't stop ourselves and do what we're supposed to do, your body will shut down. And I much I much rather be the one who decides that I'm going to stop and take a break rather than having my body get sick, break down on me, right? Don't and get then to I that can't point. do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't let yourself get to that point. I think the other thing is not to feel guilty for doing it. Yeah. It's the old, you know, the old saying when you're on the plane, right? The mom's on the plane with her child. They're going to tell you to put the mask on first, because if you don't put the mask on yourself, how are you going to save your child? It's the same. It's the same scenario. You know, it's it's important that that we make our self-care priority. And I feel like as women, as nurturers, we are so inclined and it's in our nature to take care of everyone else and feel like we're not important or, you know, I'll, I'll sleep when I can, when the kids sleep or whatever. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's not the way that we should run our lives. And it's, it's not, um, it's not sustainable over the long term, especially if you want to be a business owner, you want to follow your dreams. You need to have a certain amount of energy that's mental energy, physical energy. Your health needs to be optimal because there's a lot that we have to do, right, to be successful and make it happen. So you have to really take care of yourself. And and I think it's something that imp- it's important. Right. And that, And that's the thing I think people need to remember, moms, especially you guys. Moms, I love my mom, but she is the first one to be self-sacrificial, you know, in getting everything done, doing everything for everyone at the expense of her health or uh, strength, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a mom thing. I think it's a dad thing, too, guys. Don't don't I don't don't want to give people like dads do it, too. Yes. Dad thing, too. It's a parent thing. All right. If it makes you feel better. But it's very important. And I think the fact that you kind of provide this resource to remind people of that is great. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really like nervous about getting sick. I don't want to ever take medication. I don't ever want to be at the mercy of doctors who I feel like don't really aren't looking for a way to cure me. They're just looking for a way to give me, you know, more, more drugs and stuff. So I'm really, I'm very conscious of that. And I try to be as, I'm not like super healthy guys. I'm not trying to preach or anything, but I am really conscious of like taking care of myself. And I know that sleep is one of the best ways to replenish your body and to repair itself. And so it's just, it's just important. I mean, we can't, we can't skimp on our health and our self-care as much as we think we can. Our bodies will eventually let us know that, hey, you need to stop and take a break. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Today I'm okay because I made it. But that the effects of your actions today may stay with you for a week, two weeks, and then you collapse because you're exhausted. Why? Because of everything you did before that leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what do you see coming up for Moms with Dreams University or even the podcast? Are there any plans in the future that you're working on that you're excited about? I am actually, I'm really excited about, well, I have a few things coming up. So I will be relaunching, well, reopening Moms with Dreams University because we took, we went on a little hiatus after the last session, I think was, which was 2016. I don't even remember now, but Mm -hmm. I went on a hiatus to restructure because when I originally launched, it was kind of like I was doing like figuring out as I went, I'd never launched an online learning platform before. I had no idea what I was doing. I had a vision. I knew what I wanted it to look like. And I kind of just went for it. And so I took a step back after I realized, oh my gosh, this was a lot of work managing all these instructors and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I took a step back and now I'm relaunching that in the fall of this year. So it'll be back October ish of 2017. And I'm, I'm really excited about that because I'm going to be offering different formats before the classes were all taught live. And now we'll be, we'll have on-demand courses and some live courses as well, but it's going to be a different platform. And in the future, future, Amy, I'm looking forward to finding a location where I could teach courses in person. So that's my long-term goal and vision. And even to have like satellite locations, like, you know, how like DeVry has like multiple campuses. Yeah. Exactly. So that's my long-term vision. But but short-term, we're going to be opening back up for courses in the fall. And the Moms with Dreams show is going to be um, going on its break soon. So we'll be ending this season and coming back in the fall, too, with a new lineup of guests and new themes and, and all kinds of great stuff that I'm really excited about as well. Can you talk a little bit about the courses that you teach at the university? Sure. The courses are very um, well-rounded as well. Like I try to take a holistic approach with everything that I do. And so we had courses on personal finance. We had courses on your mindset, how to become more confident as a woman and to charge what you're worth in business. So it was a combination of personal development courses and professional development. So if you were looking to start a business. We had a course like an A to Z course on business basics. If you were just looking for a place to come to get the support you need because you're dealing with challenges and maybe you're not really sure how to move forward, Mm -hmm. we had courses for that. So I was really excited about the format and the fact that we offered variety and you could get either the business, the personal or a combination of both. It's just amazing how like developed this is and, and, and all you're doing it providing for moms. And that's the thing. Like I could see you going, you talk about satellite offices. 
I mean, this isn't a, a U.S. domestic issue. Moms mm. across the world are facing this. That's right, Amy. I didn't, you know, I was thinking small. Thanks for making me open Girl. up the dream and dream big. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it big. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, yes. Because your book, the, the book you wrote mm-hmm. has stories that are international, right? Yes, they're international stories. And honestly, Amy, the book, the whole project, that anthology that I did is is was the precursor to Moms with Dreams University. So I didn't I didn't share that. But that's that was where I got the that was the catalyst, I'll say, for creating that whole university, because I saw the vastness of the challenges. Some were personal, some were, you know, some were more business related or professional related. And I was like, wow, there's a whole realm of things that we are dealing with as women. And so that was that was the inspiration behind the university, writing that book and, and interacting with women from all over the world. And I think that's the interesting thing. It's that regardless of location, regardless of culture, race, there's a similarity. There are commonalities that you found mm-hmm. amongst them that they're facing. Yes. And I, you know, I don't love that we have challenges, but I love that it's a, it's a human thing. It's, it's a universal thing. It's not like, like you said, there are no boundaries, the issues that we face and the challenges and even the triumphs, triumphs that we face, they, they cross borders. They don't, you know, they don't segregate. It's just a universal thing. And when we can unite and realize that we're not alone and that there's someone else who understands what we're going through and not only understands, but here's some solutions. Here are some things that you can do to try to help you get over this obstacle. I think that's that's really what excites me and what drives me to keep going. In all your conversations with moms about uh, what they're going through, have you ever heard of a dream? Because I'm sure there's someone listening, a mom or a dad, but mostly probably a mom. That's listening. That's going. Yeah, no, my dream is too big. It's just too late. I'm I'm way past that for me to do it now. It's way too late. I'm I'm mm-hmm. guessing you may have already received somebody who's done that. How do you respond to that? Well, I say as long as you're alive, it's not too late. Oh, and that was deep. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so true. I mean, if you if that dream is still there, then you still need to do it. Like, I don't care if you do one thing per year, like you take one small step, you're living your dream. Sometimes we think, you know, our dreams are too big and, oh, this is impossible. I'll never do this. But on every with with even the biggest dream, there's a level or something you could do to start living that dream. So maybe you want to own a business. And maybe right now you can't because you feel like you don't have the money or you're too old or whatever it is. Well, guess what? You can start doing research, right? And you can start looking at business models and you can start thinking of ways to save money or to earn additional money to start building your business. And to me, once you start doing that, you're living your dream. You don't have to be at the end, right? It's it's just, it's a journey. It's not a destination. It's a journey. So at every point you, you're living your dream. And I think we lose sight of that. I think we get so caught up in the bigness of it all. And and then we start to, to think that it's too big. It's too impossible. Mm-hmm. But everyone who started had to start somewhere. So as long as you start and you keep moving forward, you're living your dream and it's never too late. I believe that as long as, like I said, as long as we're living and breathing and able, we can 
we can start. It's never too late. You know, Erica, as someone who who works with people who dream a lot, right? Do you find that everyone's so focused on the end goal and forget about the fact that the journey is just as much or as just as important, if not more so than getting to that end goal? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think people are too obsessed with, you know, the, the grandiose images of success. Mm-hmm. And and oftentimes we equate our society, our culture equates success with money. So if you're not making money doing this thing that you love, then you're not, quote unquote, successful. And I think like what you said, Amy, I agree with you that it's really about the journey. It's about the process and it's about how much you grow. Right. Wouldn't you say that you've grown so much following your dream? Oh, yeah. Like to me, that's really the reward. Like, I don't care if I never make a million dollars. I know that I am not the same person that I was three years ago. And I know that I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly meeting amazing people like yourself, like my my community of people, my network of friends, all of this came because I decided to follow my dream. And I think about I sometimes I think about what my what would my life be like had I not said yes to my dream. And to me, like thinking about all of the experiences that I would not have had and potentially going to, you know, my grave or mm-hmm. my deathbed thinking, wow, I, I wish I would have done X, Y, Z. To me, it's so it's not worth it to sit to sit there and say, I can't do this. To me, it's all about trying and going after it and not being so obsessed with what the end goal looks like, but enjoying the process and the richness of the journey. It's so beautiful. And really, I wish that more people could get that. Like, it's not about how much money you make or how how many people or how many followers you have. It's about the impact you're making, how you're changing and growing and, and touching other others' lives. I mean, because I think that you hit the nail on the head. It Everything you do on the journey to your dream is impacting someone. Uh, you know, your kids are watching you and everything you're doing. And I'm sure you're an inspiration to them. And they're like, look at that. My mom's doing it. She's raising kids and she's doing this. I can do whatever I want. You probably have friends that are looking to you and thinking the very same thing. Like, look at what she's doing. I could do that. My friends could do that. And they may share it. And the thing is, you're an example of how every step of your journey the talks you made, you spoke at DreamCon, had an amazing speech. Get the virtual ticket if you don't have it, guys, to hear her her message. It was <laughs> awesome. And, you know, just the books you're putting out, the, you're going to be at Podcast Movement. Congrats mm-hmm. on that as well. She's speaking there on a panel. Yeah, on a, a roundtable discussion. It's going to be fun, I think. Yeah. And, and you know, it's very inspirational, everything you're doing. If If your one goal was to speak at DreamCon, that's it. Then, then we'd be done. Mm-hmm. But your journey is still ever going. And, and each step is awesome to watch because you're just increasing the level of, hey, let me, the limit is increasing every time. You're like, ah, I could do better than that. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to go on to an international conference, mm-hmm. you know, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Amy. I appreciate that. And, and so I, I don't know, like, I do have a lot of people that will come to me and say, they'll, they'll say stuff like, oh, Erica, I don't know how you do it. I don't know. Like, how do you do all of this stuff? And I'm just like, I just do it. Whatever is important to me, <laughs> I do it. Right. So I don't watch TV. I'm going to just be candid. I don't watch TV because I don't have time and I don't 
I feel like it's a waste of time anyway. So there are certain things that I just don't do because I feel like they're not important. And I focus my time and energy on what matters to me and what's really helping me to grow and make a difference. And and each time, like, so when when you're talking about the speeches and things. So each time I do something like that, I'm like, okay, yes, I did that. I can do something else. It's like, it gives you that courage, that confidence mm-hmm. to, to keep going. And it's like, you know, it's exciting to know that I'm not competing against anyone except for myself. And I think go. that's, that's really important that we understand that we don't need to look on social media and start comparing ourselves to what other people are doing. We, we just need to look yeah. inward, right? And, and what is it that you want to do? And, and just figure that out and don't worry about what other people are doing, what they're going to say, if they're supporting you, if they're not supporting you. It doesn't matter. That dream in your heart is there for a reason. And not only is it there for a reason, but God knew exactly what he did when he made you and he equipped you with everything that you need to make your dream come true. So stop. If you've been saying, oh, it's too late for me or I can't do this, stop doing that because you were born with certain gifts and those gifts are a gift from God. And he, you know, when we don't use our gifts, that's disappointing, right? So we need to go after it. We have what it takes. If we didn't have what it takes, we wouldn't have that dream. Like your dream is your dream, Amy, because you have what it takes to make that happen, right? And the people that need you are going to, they're going to be blessed by you showing up and, and fulfilling your dream. And And that's another thing that I had to learn. It's like, it's not about us. It's about who are the people that need us to show up and be that light, that guide for them to help them move forward in their lives. Well, I can't say it better than myself, so I'm just not going to. (laughs) I got, yes, everything she said. It's true. I mean, people focus on, we put self-limiting doubts upon ourselves, right? Hey, look, Erica is speaking at podcast movement. Uh, yeah, I can't do that. She's already there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try. There's no point. I can't reach that level. Why? Stop looking at Erica. Do do mm-hmm. you? Absolutely, boo boo. Do you? Do you, boo boo? For real, right? I mean, everything you said. It's true. It's it's things that we put upon ourselves. Run your own race. Focus on yourself. And I mean, you're raising. Four kids, you said? Well, my oldest son is grown now. He's out of the house. But yeah, I have three teenagers. But you had, you, you still have four kids. Yeah. You still have four yeah. kids. You yeah. went through a difficult time, right? And mm-hmm. uh, of a divorce. And now you are still raising four kids and you are doing everything you are and finding a way to make it happen. You know, and I'm sure other people are facing their own challenges. We're not saying it's not, it's easy, but we're just saying that there's a way to get around it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's all about how you think. So if you think that it's too hard, it's going to be hard. And I didn't get that at first. I thought that was like real cliche-ish. And then I really started to study the mindset piece and focusing on my thoughts. And you mentioned podcast movement, and I'm just going to tell you this. I haven't told anyone this publicly, guys, so you guys are the first people to know. But when I when I applied to speak at podcast movement this year, a part of me was intimidated because I know that they get like 600 submissions. Right, right. And I was like, I've never even been to podcast movement, but it was something that I wanted to do. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going and I'm going to speak at podcast movement this year. And that it, that was my belief the entire time. And 
So when I got the news that I'd be doing one of the, the roundtable discussions, I was like, that's cool. I don't need to be on the main stage as long as I'm there and I have interaction with people and I'm listed as a speaker. I, I spoke it and, I, and I'm doing what exactly what I said I was going to do. So a lot of what we can do has to do with our beliefs. Like you said, we, we place doubts and, and we allow fear to hold us back and we limit our own potential. But if we could just learn how to control our thoughts and to believe that everything that we want is possible, you would totally see your life change in a way that you probably wouldn't imagine. So, I mean, it's, it sounds crazy and some people aren't into the woo-woo and I'm not really into the woo-woo. I'm into the real. And I know that the real of it is that if you believe you can do it, you will do it. If you don't believe it, you're going to stop yourself and you're not even going to try because you don't believe that it's possible. Now, my next question may just, you know, be what you just said, but we'll see. You know, we normally ask people what is one thing they can do today, one action item they can do today to chase their dreams effectively or, you know, that you would recommend they do today. What would it be? The one thing I would say is to get clear on what it is that you really want and don't make it about anyone else except for you. As mothers, as women, as parents, as people in general, we are so influenced by others and what's going on around us. And that often is the thing that holds us back from living our dreams because we have lost touch with our dreams. And that's why I encourage everyone to reclaim your dream, not what your mother wanted for you when you were little or what your dad said you should do when you grow up. What is it that you want and get super clear and hold that with the highest regard and don't let anyone change your mind or discourage you or tell you that you can't do it because you absolutely can. So you have to believe once you get clear, believe that it's possible and, you know, don't let anyone tell you anything differently. Y'all heard her. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's true. You heard her. I can't make that any better because it was perfect. Erica, thank you thank so you. much for sharing your background, sharing your story and sharing that great piece of advice because it's true. And thank you for doing that today. You are welcome. Thank you for having me, Amy. This has been so much fun. I am truly, truly honored to be on your podcast and I love what you're doing. So please keep going. Hey, Dream Chasers, that was Erica Blocker, CEO of Moms with Dreams University. And isn't she fantastic? Full of love and kindness and just knowledge and support. And everything she said was absolutely true. Okay, you guys can do it if you just believe you can do it. All right. That, that's all there is to say about that. You can learn more about Erica and her work over at the show notes page at ChasingDreamsHQ.com slash episode 102. That's episode 102. Until next time, Dream Chasers, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at ChasingDreamsHQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at 
ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.